and welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Be sure to follow me on all of my social media accounts. And don't forget to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash football game plan. Also subscribe on iTunes to Football Game Plan Podcast and leave us a five-star rating. And keeping with our 2020 NFL Draft prospect series that we're doing here on the Scout Team Podcast, have a special guest joining us tonight, cornerback Reed Harrison Ducrose from Duquesne. I appreciate you, Reed, for taking time. One of the best corners in the FCS. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. Well, I've seen a lot of your, your game at Duquesne. We cover a lot of the FCS here at Football Game Plan. You play in the NEC, underrated conference uh, in the FCS. You guys see a lot. You got your passing teams. You got your teams uh, that, that love to line up and run the football downhill. Do you feel as though playing in the NEC and playing against those different styles of offenses kind of help prepare you for the NFL and what you're going to see? Uh, yes, I definitely do. Um, over the past two seasons at Duquesne, uh, like you said, we played a different variety of offenses. Um more specifically, so like last year we played teams like Youngstown State, who ran the ball a lot, and then uh, the year before we played Hawaii, who throw the throws the ball a lot, and then also teams within the conference who mix it up as well. So I think it kind of gives you a good um, a good plethora of offenses to get accustomed to, and um, yeah, just get accustomed to. So yeah, it's funny because you're very experienced with playing Hawaii, considering that you yeah. came from Bo uh, Bo uh, Boise State. Uh, take me through that process of going to Boise State and then deciding, you know what, I'm going to transfer out. But then you chose Duquesne, which is an interesting place to go from Boise State to, to Duquesne. Because yeah. um, Duquesne is an interesting place playing in the NEC. Not a lot of people understand the solid football tradition that the Dukes have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I signed with Boise my 2016 senior season um and then right when I got there actually the defensive coordinator DB coach and then a couple other people left right when I signed so it was a new DC um that didn't recruit me he was in from in staff um and then so freshman year I didn't redshirt so I played a little bit and then um sophomore year I started the first four games and then kind of after after we played Virginia, um, I didn't see any time on the field. And I think it's because, well, I know it's because the defensive coordinator wanted bigger bodies at the corner position. Um, and it kind of made sense, I guess, um, because the Mountain West is more of a running style conference uh, with like Air Force and like teams like that who really are run heavy. So he thought it was best for the team to have bigger bodies at the corner position. Um, so, I mean, it was a business business decision on his end. And so I decided to make a business decision on my end. Um, and then I decided to transfer and it was funny because right when I got there, a senior quarterback from the Maryland area, Tommy Stewart, um, went to Duquesne, transferred out and went to Duquesne, um, when I was as a freshman at Boise. And so when I was transferring, um, he kind of told Duquesne about me and then I kind of fell in love with the place. Um, the coaches are great. It's in a great location being in downtown Pittsburgh. Um, and as well as the guys and the teammates are very welcoming. It's a very family-oriented environment. Um, and, yeah, it was cool also living on the East Coast. I've never <laughs> done that before. So, hey, well, You got a lot of the East Coast in Pittsburgh. It's, it's like one of those cities where you can get a lot of snow, a lot of cold. Uh, it's a tough city. And I, I'm pretty sure it has to 
you know, burn your grit to when you hear guys say, well, we want big guys at corner because yeah. uh, they'll be able to tackle. When when you look at how you play and how you attack the run game, it's not like you're not, a, you know, a, not afraid to tackle and be a factor. You are a factor in the run game. You are physical as a corner. That's why we say a football game plan, size is not a skill. When you when you having that when you transferred, was that like the biggest chip on your shoulder? Like, man, I'm sick of hearing about about this size thing. You're just gonna attack everything with with the same level of aggressiveness that you have already done. Yes, totally. And um, go, kind of going back to Boise, like when I started those first four games, um, I did really well. Like I was actually rated the top player on my team um, as a PFF, the PFF rankings that they give out. Um, and so kind of going from being ranked that high or rated that high for my play to not playing um, and then eventually having to transfer and making a business decision. Yeah, I was I was mad because I felt like I am a good tackler. Like I pride myself on being a sure tackler. Like I'm not going to – I'll knock guys back, but like I'm not going to miss a tackle. And I think that's the most important thing at being corner is doing your job and securing the tackle, which is what I pride myself on. So, yeah. Yeah, you look at the play of – of yourself at the cornerback position, I think you're very fluid. Um, it reminds me a lot of, of listening to, to jazz. It, you know, it's organized chaos. You got a lot of different things going on at the same time, but it all works well in unison. You're, you know, you're lockstep with receivers. You're able to transition out. Uh, do you feel as though you're one of the more technically sound corners or you feel as though that's a strength to your game? And if not, where do you feel as though your strongest uh, attribute is playing the position? Um, well, I guess yes to yes to the first one. Um, I pride myself on being a technician, and then I feel like my technique is my strongest suit um, because I've been working on it since probably ninth ninth grade. So a couple, I have a lot of years under my belt, um, as well as having a lot of mentors um, in my life helping me to be able to work on my technique and then continually improving it um, every year. Um, such as like Jay Valai, he just got hired as the corners coach at Texas. Um, Larry Brown, Super Bowl MVP, just people like that that have uh, helped me continually grow my technique. And then also it's just like a chip on my shoulder for tackling. It's a chip on my shoulder for trying to have the best technique and trying to be as perfect as I can on the field. Because if you have good technique, it can separate you between getting a pass breakup and an interception and a pick six. So I sit back and I watch the game, you know, from a former player perspective. And I just look at how hard it has to be nowadays to play cornerback in college football. You know, it feels like the field, although it's been the same since Ben, but it feels like the field has gotten extremely wider and bigger. And the fact that you guys have so much space to cover, how, how tough is it to play cornerback nowadays with these up-tempo offenses, with these uh, spread offenses and with the rules, the way they are, how are you able to, to have success on a consistent basis. I think that's very hard to do. Yeah. I mean, it is it is tough um cuz the um the game's kind of going more towards being an offensive game um with all the rules and the adding and stuff, but I think that what helps me and helps a lot of corners is uh the knowledge of the game. So like yeah, the field is big and yeah, the other field's long. Um but you just look at like different things within an offense because every offense has tendencies and every offense has um, different traits that they that correlate with 
certain plays. So like if a receiver lines up outside the numbers, he'll run a certain certain set of routes as opposed to if he's inside the numbers, uh, he'll run a different tire, different set of routes. So just different stuff like that, different things to pick up on, um, really slow the game down and make the field shrink almost. How are you able to, to pick up on those tendencies from, you know, different receivers? Because some receivers you kind of see, you can, you know, you can kind of see, okay, he's gearing up to, to break down or, mm-hmm. you know, this stutter I'm not going to bite because I know damn well he's not going to stop short. Yeah. Um, how are you able to pick up on those tendencies uh, when you're watching film? Just watching hours and hours of film, to be honest. Um, there's no really secret or trick to it. It's just sitting down and watching film. And so, like, for example, maybe a receiver will do a speed release if he has his left foot up as opposed to his right foot. Um, and just, like, different stuff like that. Or maybe he'll adjust his gloves when he's getting the ball. (laughs) Try to find, like, those little little niches and those little habits that each receiver has to just give you that extra, extra edge and extra step. Yeah, you usually see a receiver fly out the huddle. He, you know, he yeah. claps, he breaks, fly out the huddle, get lined up like, man, you about to get the ball. Yeah, he's like, the ball. <laughs> but it's funny though when you watch those. Yeah, I just think that you have a real natural feel for a receiver's route running. It's almost like you know, uh, okay, he's about to cut, he's about to break down, and I can just stay in great position. When you look at you playing in the CGS All Star Game, which is a great event down in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, you were one of the standouts all week long. What was your purpose going in? What would you what did you want to show the scouts and how did you feel as though you competed that week? Uh well I went into the CGS basically with one one goal and that's to show everybody how good I am and how how hard I work and basically get the credit that I de- I feel like I deserve. Um going in well I guess throughout the CGS I feel like I did um I feel like I did well. I know there's things I need to work on, but I feel like I put my best foot forward, um, especially against the Wrangler group, which was the best receiving court group. Um, I feel like I really showed up um, and then talked to a couple scouts. So, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was a good event overall. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, and during these all star events, everyone will focus on the one on ones, even though those drills are heavily you know, geared toward the offense having success. You see a lot of oohs and ahs when receivers run these mad bohemian routes where they're making 19 yeah. cuts. Like, bro, you would have been dude sacked already. Like, yeah. <laughs> before you decide to make a move. Um, but when you look at the the All Star Game circuit, everyone always focuses on Senior Bowl Shrine Game. But mm-hmm. how beneficial is a game or an All Star event like the CGS to guys like yourself coming from FCS programs or maybe smaller school programs to really get out there and compete with the best? Uh, I think it's really beneficial because it reaches out to kids who don't have as much publicity. So like Senior Bowl usually picks, um, they'll pick like a couple of small school guys, but they usually go for like the SEC, the Pac-12, all the Power Five um, athletes. Um, And so I think the CGS does a really good job of really studying film and finding people, uh, finding the best people um, across the country to come and compete and show their skill set against other small school people from across different sides of the country. So a lot of people are, are into comps and, you know, comparisons of, you know, this player plays like that player. Who mm. would you compare your game to or your style to? And, and I guess a second question would be, 
Uh, who are some of the players that you watch and, and you pull from to try to add a little bit of what they do to what you bring to the table? Yeah. So when I've so for a while, I've been when I watch the NFL or NFL games, I usually try to find corners or nickels that kind of have my same build and same skill set. So someone I try to emulate after is Chris Harris Jr. He's been in the league for a long time from corner to nickel. Um, and I feel like his technique is very solid and sound. Um, I try to find those technicians on NFL teams, so like Justin Coleman for the Lions, and then uh, even Brent Grimes when he was with the Dolphins, and then I think he was with the Bucks. I think he might still be on the Bucks. Um, and then Darrell Rebus, obviously. So just like watching their film and watching them uh, each week and see what they do against different types of receivers and trying to emulate what they do because it obviously if it works in the NFL then it should work in the college in college and then whoever I'm playing against going back to the whole size thing I it just really just frustrates me because I see it all the time and I'm constantly fighting that battle uh, that size is not a skill uh, what would you say to the to someone to you know people that that share that sentiment even though they constantly get proven wrong on Sunday, watching these smaller corners, you know, go out there and ball out or smaller running backs or smaller receivers go out there and ball out. What would you say to someone to dispel that myth? Well, I mean, I'd say that I um, I guess I get kind of the myth that 6'1 corners are better than 5'10", 5'11 corners. But at the same token, you have to take into consideration that small corners do a lot have a different skill set than taller corners. So, for example, um, I have a 3.86 20-yard shuttle. So a 6-1 corner isn't going to have that, that I guess, a 3.86 20-yard shuttle. He's not going to have the quicks or the get-out-of-breaks type of skill set that I would have. So, yeah, maybe on jump balls, that, that might seem like it'd be better. Um, but I feel like a 5'10", 5'11", 5'11 corner uh, has different – positives compared to a 6-1 corner yeah you guys yeah it makes sense because you guys can easily transition well and change direction well it's low center of gravity just makes sense it's just simple physics um you know it's just it's amazing to watch someone go out there consistently be one of the top corners on his team knowing teams are going to try to go your way and you constantly you know check that box of hey I, i won that matchup i won that battle i won that war so Glad to see you doing positive things. You're a Sunday player, in my opinion, and thank you for taking time. We wish you the best of luck moving forward. But first, where can people follow you on social media to keep up with your journey as you make the trek to the NFL? You can follow my Instagram at ReedHD5, R-E-I-D-H-D-5. And then my Twitter handle is R-D-U-C-R-O-S-2-7. Very professional. You keep it simple, um, effective. You know, you probably deleted the the one that was like lockdown corner eighty five or something no. like that. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> nice. like that. <laughs> well, rebad, it's been fun getting to know you and and talking shop with you. And and again, we wish you the best of luck moving forward. Yes, sir. Thank you.